Hello everyone, welcome back to the Live Cleat podcast and thank you for tuning in to this new episode. Today's episode is a bit depressing because I'll be discussing something very serious that concerns society and the people. I want to talk about this because I want to talk about it. <laughs> so without further ado, let's jump into it. Oh yes, for those who are listening to me for the first time, uh, thank you for tuning into this episode. I really hope you would enjoy this episode as much as I like to talk about it. Although it is kind of depressing, but I just want to give you something to think about. Okay, so again, before I proceed, let me introduce myself first because it will be helpful in this episode. Hello everyone, my name is Jane Moore and I am a reporter at a small town called Cebu in Sarawak, Malaysia. Now as a reporter, one of the daily assignments I get is to cover court cases. Most of the time, court cases are a bit boring, you know, especially the petty matters. Some cases are just very complicated, not very easy to write, making writing not enjoyable at all, and some cases are just very interesting, especially the high-profile cases. But countering interesting cases or severe cases that carry capital punishment is very rare, uh, which is an excellent thing for a small town, isn't it? But recently, I covered a court case in which four people, two men and two women, were found guilty of drug trafficking. Now, for your information, in my country, Malaysia, a drug trafficking charge provides for either a life sentence or the death penalty if found guilty. In fact, before this, those convicted of drug trafficking would be sentenced to death. So only in recent years, the government amended the law. So right now it is either a life sentence or the death penalty. Anyways, these four people were found guilty of the crime and were sentenced to death. And these people are not even 30 years old. They are like 27 and 28 years old, like way younger than I am. I believe that was the most terrifying moment, not just for them, but also for their families. Now, I may sound heartless and judgmental, but you deserve to be punished when you are being caught for committing the crime. Although I disagree with the death penalty, but when you go against the law, the law would one day chase after you. Just remember, every action has its consequences. As I said just now, it is a rare opportunity to encounter such cases. However, I cannot say the same for drug trafficking activities. I think there is a possibility that many more people are trafficking drugs that have yet to be caught. I mean, it is a lucrative business, as far as I understand, and people make good money out of it. As long as drug addicts are in society, there is a demand for these drugs. With that being said, the supply must be there as well. Now, according to a research that I made, United Nations, right? It says globally in 2019, there were estimated two 175 million people use drugs. That's one in every 18 people. This figure is expected to be increased because of the 
increasing population. So you would not be surprised if there are so many people committing the crime. And I believe that those caught are not as many as those out there continue to commit this crime. However, based on my research, those being caught and being convicted in Malaysia based on the official figure, the figure is high, like really, really high. And yet I believe there are still many out there continue to commit this crime. I found out that this is according to 2019 Amnesty uh, International report. The majority of death row inmates in Malaysia are drug trafficking convicts. You see, there were 1,281 people on death row in Malaysia in 2019. That was a lot of people in a year. But here's the interesting part. Out of 1,281 people on death row, 73% of these death row inmates were drug trafficking convicts. That's 73%. Now, I'm not sure about the figure in 2020 and 2021. 2019 was the latest one I could find. But still, 73% was so high. I mean, these people would rather risk their own lives, which are soon to be wasted for quick money. And drugs are disruptive towards society. That is why I believe not only me saying, but there are still many people out there that believe that those people, like those four youngsters, four young people there, deserved to be punished. They knew it was wrong, yet they still committed the crime. Now, I read in the news report that when the police came to their residence, they fled, which means they were not ignorant of the law. They fled, which shows they knew it was wrong, yet they still committed the crime. Why? Okay, they might not know how serious the crime was, but still, why? And obviously, that was their choice. And now, it is just too late to regret it. The price is just too high. Of course, they could always appeal against the decision, and I think they would appeal. I hope that if they successfully appeal against the court decision and are given a second chance, they will learn the lesson. And of course, that was too hard a lesson to learn. With the news report on these four people being convicted and sentenced to death for drug trafficking, Certain people condemn the media for highlighting this case. I understand those people out there who commented on this, sympathize with the family, right? With the accused. And whatever media is, is doing, we're not helping at all. And they are absolutely right. You know, they keep saying, please give the accused a break. Give the family a break. They are already under a lot of pressure. And please... The media is not helping at all, but it make it worse. And they are absolutely right. Whatever we are doing right now would not bring comfort or help the family ease the pain. In fact, we might increase the pain even more, but we do sympathize with the family of the accused. As I said there at the public gallery, to see the parents crying, one of the accused faces went pale, another cried, uncontrollably 
it was so sad. At that moment, I understood that fear. It was too hard a lesson to learn and too high a price to pay. And in my head, I was like, why do you have to throw your life away like that? And then you might ask, if you understand that, why still report in this case? Why expose them? Why don't just give them privacy? You have to understand, I have a duty. And this is my duty. My intention was not to reveal the wrongdoing, but to let people know that every action has its consequences. I had a job to do. Now, the reason why I'm making this episode is not to justify my action, okay? I don't need justification because for me, there was a sense of duty. Just like the police or the public prosecutor have a sense of duty or responsibility. It is what it is. The purpose of this episode is me trying to point out that drugs kill. And according to UN, you know, in 2019, half a million people killed of drug use. Drugs killed. Either the law would take you down, like the cases of the four youngsters, or you would kill yourself. Either way, drugs kill. When that happens, 90% of the time, people are not going to care. People will talk about it, but it doesn't concern them. But one thing is sure, you keep breaking the law, one day the law will go after you. Every action has a consequences. Also, think about this for a second. Think about the pain you will cause to your parents, families, and loved ones. There are society or certain people who decided to disown their children for the shame they caused. But I believe most of them chose to be there to support you and comfort you until the very end. Some would try every means to get you out of the prison, no matter how painful it is, no matter how hard it is, or no matter how tiring it is. And their effort might be fruitless, but it is the kind of effort they are willing to take because they love you. As I said just now, it is sad to see parents crying. Some had to leave the courtroom to be comforted and so forth. On a selfish note, details like this make a great story, but it is a sad reality. Imagine the pain that you are going to cause a loved ones. The law doesn't care who you are. When you committed the crime, you've committed the crime. Every action has a consequence. In a way, it is quite an injustice in some cases. Apart from a case in point, like the four youngsters we discussed just now, we cannot deny that there are people who committed the crime out of desperation. Who knows, among those four youngsters, maybe one of them or two of them, if not all of them, committed the crime out of desperation. Sadly, cases like this do not get much attention because nobody gets into the details of the story. Or maybe I should get into the details of the story. Huh. <laughs> Anyways, of course, some stories received attention, not just locally, but internationally. For example, last year, there was a video of a single mother who cried and begged while being escorted out from the court by the police after being sentenced to death for drug trafficking. That video triggered a heated online discussion about women's rights and capital punishment. 
Some speculated that desperation could have driven her into committing the crime. She could be struggling socioeconomically. I mean, she's a single mother of nine children, if not mistaken, and she worked as a fishmonger. And what better explanation for her to commit those crimes? But the sad part is, the law doesn't see that. So I believe that the government has to do something about it and change the policy so that this group of people can be protected. Maybe some people do it unwillingly. They were forced against their will. But because of the law, this could cause great injustice towards them. I think these are the people that are worth being given a second chance instead of putting them on trial. They need to be protected, but what do I know about the law, right? For now, the law says that anyone who trafficked drugs would be put on trial. There's nothing you can do about it. In Malaysia, if you carry a certain weight of specific drugs, the law would presume you for trafficking drugs, although you are not. For example, if you are found in possession of 50 gram or more in weight of methamphetamine, you are a drug trafficker. Although the government has amended the law, but I'm not an expert here. I will not suggest the appropriate sentence, but drugs inevitably killed. There is a need to stop drug trafficking activities because drugs are among the causes of social problems in the country. Based on these statistics from National Anti-Drug Agency Malaysia, there were 20,643 drug addicts in 2020. That is enough to disrupt society. Why? This nation consists of society, and society consists of families. The first unit that the drugs are going to disrupt is the family. And family is the most important unit. A good family will reap a good society, which will make the nation prosper. And besides, that is only the official figure. I mean, the 20,643 drug addicts is only the official figure. I believe there are more. Anyways, here's my point for this episode. Please don't do drugs. Don't involve in drugs activities. Drugs disrupt society. Sometimes, I don't understand why people would want to do drugs. Why do they want to waste their lives like that and cause so much pain to their loved ones? I believe that some tried out out of curiosity, but your interests should understand that drugs are a big no-no. Of course, it cannot be denied widespread of poverty, unemployment, or criminality leads to the involvement of drugs. And also, with the widespread of internet, it is much easier to purchase drugs online. And low-income countries are the most vulnerable one because of their lack of resources to resolve this issue. And so I do believe something has to be done to solve this. But for now, don't involve in drugs activities. Every action has a consequence. If you're struggling with your life, please, please get some help. Don't take the easy way out. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. And I hope that this episode will give you some insights and something to think about. Until then, 
Tune in again next week for another exciting episode. Bye-bye.